the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, the Cowboy, three-man booth. I don't even need to announce it at this point. That's how consistent these guys are. First and foremost, 7-2 and two, New York Giants, Mr. John D'Amato. How you doing, John? Uh, I'm amazing. We had such an amazing night. It was good to see you guys. Uh, you know, as the listeners, I'm sure, know we're not exactly uh, close by, so... So it's really special when we get to see each other. So uh, Saturday was an amazing night, and unfortunately, I had to, uh, the 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 week since then. It's like it's hard to come down and uh, you know live your dreary life uh, after such an amazing uh, night at the UFC in the in the garden. But uh, but speaking to you guys again, it'll you bring me back up. So we'll get it together. And the Giants uh, won, so uh, it's good. There was some good football and a great game uh, that we'll talk a lot about. You might say, John, that we're in the fifth round of the week. And the weeks ahead, three to one on all three scorecards. But potentially <laughs> with this show, we will pull the Alex Pereira and get that victory. <laughs> I shouldn't even complain. I mean, I'm not even a member of the working class, and it was still a rough uh, one. <laughs> and um, <laughs> joining you there, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cowboy Senior. Oh, what are you kidding me? That guy works more than he, he does, did when he, he was working. I know he does. <laughs> Senior, how's it going? All right, all right. I I can't concur more. Tough to come down from Saturday night. As good a UFC event as you're ever going to see. And the company was phenomenal. I've watched a few of the fights over again. What a night. Unbelievable. But I'm still, I'm ready to talk football. Little bad blood. But before you talk football, little bad blood still for Chandler and Poirier. What did the fight, did the fight meet, exceed, meet or exceed your expectations? And... Were you, are you, are you happy with the result and where it leaves both guys? Well, I, I had real high expectations and it certainly met it. It was unbelievable. As I've watched it over again, I can't believe how unbelievable it was. And yeah, the, the guy, the, the post fight commentary that's still been going on. I've watched enough interviews with these guys on YouTube and stuff on all these different shows. Uh, there is a little bad blood, but it's all from Dustin's end. And his big point is he doesn't he doesn't think Mike was completely honest. Like when he's accused him of fish hooking him to get his neck back to expose his neck and get the choke in. Mike said, I didn't it was on I know I did it, but it was unintentional. And Dustin's thing is, hey, you do stuff like that, it's a fight. Just admit that it's intentional. I got no problem with that. And the other thing was that he said he said Mike when he was on top of him, and his after his no Mike's nose had completely exploded, that he blew his nose down on him in his face and covered his face in snots and blood. And when uh, oh Ariel Hawani, if I know it's one of your favorite shows, this week the latest show it's an interview with Dustin. And uh, what Dustin said when Ariel said that to him and said, was it that the grossest thing you've ever been involved in? Dustin says, I love that stuff. He said, in fact, I've done it. To, he pointed out a fight where he did it to somebody where he, his nose was broken and he got on top of the guy and did everything in his power to spill blood into the guy's eyes. It's a fight. You're trying to win. It's like what Rock, what Rockhold did to Paulo Costa. Right, which uh, well, he rubbed it right in his face, yeah, and uh, and Dustin's saying, just be honest and admit you did it on purpose. This is a fight. We do these things. I got no problem with it. And he and he says, Mike's a warrior. His only problem is he says he's a little. He says he's a little bit of a fake. Well, I don't know. I like both guys, so I won't comment on that. And yeah, they're both still in a really good place. I mean, Dustin's. Right there for a title shot. I know it's all about the timing. He doesn't want to fight now till the summer. I get that impression. And uh, Mike, you heard the stuff that Dana said about him. We listened to it on our way home. 
you put Mike's name on a card and everybody gets excited and everybody wants to see it because he gives you the every time out, he gives you the most action packed fight you could ever ask for and leaves his heart and soul in the ring, in the octagon. So I continue to love both guys. Any, and I'll say that about both of them. Any card comes up and you either see Dustin Poirier or Michael Chandler, it's must-see. It's absolute must-see because you're going to see an all-out war. And putting the two of them together was total insanity. So, yeah, great fight, great night. Absolutely, absolutely. So for, for the audience, I've known Senior oh, a little over 43 years. And... <laughs> and I realized it while we were uh, while we were wa- sitting watching watching the fights that I it's the, literally the first time I've been to an event with him where he wasn't rooting. Senior always needs to have. I mean, I've seen Senior make villains out of teams, you know, the Bears as an example, right? For no reason at all than just to have a rooting interest. So it was really, it was really an interesting, um, it was really an interesting sight. Senior was, he was right down the middle. He cheered very loudly for both guys. He did not celebrate too much the Poirier win. It was, um, it was unfamiliar territory for you, Senior, to just really sit back, enjoy the fight and not really care who, who cared, who won. And I think I asked you, and I believe you admitted that that was the first time in your whole life that it had ever been like that. Yeah, but here, here's what the interesting thing was. What I found myself doing was when it looked like, like when it looked like Mike was gonna take Dustin out, I was like, "Hang in there, Dustin." I wanted it to go to, to go to distance. And then when it looked like Dustin was gonna knock Mike out, I was like, "Come on, Mike, fight back, hang in there." And the crowd was the total opposite. I think the crowd kind of liked both guys. And they were front running. Whichever guy was ahead, the whole place was rooting for. When Mike when Mike was there knocking him out, they were all cheering for Chandler. There. Michael Chandler with the can clap, you know. And when Dustin was knocking was ready to knock him out, they were on their feet cheering for Dustin. And I was kind of the opposite because I love both guys and I I wish Mike wouldn't have got finished. I wish it would have went to a decision. But other than that, it was a perfect fight. The um was that a John? Did you hear what I heard there? Was that like a little bit of a subtle shot against New York fans? Of course. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe okay. not so subtle. <laughs> okay, now John, no knock on. When no, I go back okay. to my youth, my youth was there was nothing bigger. Me growing up, I was the youngest of six, born in 1957. Sports sports house insanity with my father and my brothers. And there was nothing they were more passionate about than the Red Sox. And in those days, baseball was king. And the hate for the Yankees was unbelievable. Well, I knew people that lived in our area. There weren't many of them that were Yankee fans. (laughs) And every person I knew that was a Yankee fan was a Celtic fan, was a Montreal Canadian fan, and was a Green Bay Packer fan. They were the ultimate front runners, but that's not your home New York fan base. So if I took that shuttle, subtle shot, calling them front runners, maybe that's kind of where it comes from. <laughs> no, it's, it's quite all right. Sometimes I hate my own fans too, but, but <laughs> another highlight was when I, uh, I, I took the picture of senior by the 1965 ECAC uh, classic oh, poster with Providence. And right away, senior said, senior was telling me about Jimmy Walker dropped 50 that night. And then he, and then he texts and messages his brother. And they're, they're talking about Jimmy Walker, 50 points. It's amazing. <laughs> the fry is knowledge. Yes. I'm sure Lilo could tell you about Jimmy. Lilo, Walker, big, big Jimmy Walker <laughs> fan, <laughs> but it's amazing though. The passion, uh, you know, great fans that, you know, other fry is just, uh, how you guys are. That was another highlight. And and also another highlight of night on the undercard, uh, 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 Matt Frivola, representative Strong Island, who's, who's also a great guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. And uh, he had one of the highlights of the night on the undercard, a, a sensational knockout. So yeah. It was, just, it was just a fabulous Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Uh, so for, for any for any of our listeners who's, who've never been to, to a live UFC card, I didn't go to my first one until, gosh, 2018, 2019. It was... Um, the, um, it was Nganu Miocic one in Boston was the first time I went live. It's really that it, and I, I don't say this lightly 
that I, I do believe they put on the the best the best show of any live sporting event. Um, and I don't say that lightly. A huge sports fan, obviously, a big big basketball fan, and I think basketball is an ex- extraordinarily good live sport. But I think you know end to end the UFC nobody does it better than them. So I would highly encourage anyone to go. And um, if you're in this area and you want to go with us, just shoot me a message. More the merrier. So. And also, it's good that uh, just, one, just one more thing. It's also good, you guys. You know, appreciate the you know the guard and uh, and I know it, you know it gets a lot of heat because people hate people from New York and the Knicks and Rangers suck. But you know, they they call it the Mecca. It doesn't mean it's because the greatest uh, teams play there. It just means it's more of a gathering and a and a great place. There's a, there's great sight lines, which obviously we, we know because we were you know pr- pretty close to the top, but, but we saw everything perfectly and. Uh, it, it's just a, a great arena, you know. Whether yep. you hate, hate yeah. a little, but New Yorkers and their teams. Uh... To, add, <laughs> to add to that a little, um, Dustin Dustin Poirier talked about how much it meant to him to fight before a sold out crowd in Madison Square Garden. He called it the most iconic night of his life, and he wasn't a winner, and he has been a lot of times. And part of it was just before he was ready to walk out, who came walking into his locker room? Mike Tyson, he said, I'm I'm in Madison Square Garden. Mike Tyson comes into my my locker room, who I've idolized for years. He had his picture taken with Tyson, and he was wearing, Rod, you could probably relate to this, a hat that says war on it, which is tight the Tyson. What did you say? War, W-A-R, in big yep. letters over yep. the front. He, he Somebody had given it to him, and he wore it into the garden that night. And the UFC people came, and when they showed up, they made him put tape over it because they thought it was some kind of an uh, another promotion and the only or a company, and the only thing you can wear is Venom or UFC. So he had to put tape over the WAR on his hat. But he's got that hat on. And he said, the, the, I was so excited. And he said, headlining Madison Square Garden meant everything to me. You, you think about. The, the stuff that's happened in Madison Square Garden, all the iconic events, and I got to I got to fight in a sold out Madison Square Garden. So, saying John rings rings really true with the competitors. It's yeah. an exciting venue. There's the no stars were out. You know, I mean, Stallone yeah, was out there. Sylvester uh, so the Stallone yeah, is in the front need. Yeah. Tulsa King. Go. <laughs> oh, you gotta watch it. It's a great show. I watched the uh, first episode. All right, we, 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 I watched it, senior. John, me and me, 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 right. I, I didn't know you had Paramount Plus, senior. Congrats. That's no, great. The UFC pushed it. I went in. I had <laughs> Plus nice. on my TV. <laughs> Thanks Good. to the fact that somebody put their numbers in my Roku. I don't know about <laughs> anything. I don't know about all that. All right, let's move on to football. <laughs> so. We are, you know, th- thank you. Thank you all for uh, humoring us with the UFC intro there. We really did have a great time. So it's great to uh, great to talk about it. Um, football here. We are, we are recording Friday night, five o'clock. So we are fresh off the, you know, usually we like talk about the previous week and then this week. But since this game's so fresh, let's talk about it. We had uh, Tennessee going to Green Bay as underdogs. Somehow, some way, Tennessee was underdogs in this game. And at least as I expected, they went out and just beat up the Packers. Um, Tannehill played played a very good game. He was uh, he was very efficient. Traylon Burks kind of arrived. That's a tough cornerback matchup. The, the Packers do have a good secondary, and he uh, ate him up. King Henry threw a touchdown pass. The, the Titans defense, you know, did what everybody else has done to Aaron Rodgers this year, and that was... Made him look bad. Green Bay just just didn't look good offensively. Was out of sync the whole game. I know they're coming off the big win of the Cowboys. Um, Senior mentioned earlier off the air that on the uh, on the pre-show I was uh, I was watching uh, twelve uh, thirteen year olds play flag football, so I missed the pre-show for the game. But that it was a clean sweep. All the experts picked the Packers, which shocks me. But I mean, this game kind of went true to form, right, Senior? Did you did you expect anything different here? No, I I I was I almost I was going to put in our chat, and I uh, I don't want to get ahead of it because we always make our picks. I like when I was seeing all these picks. A lot was made. I mean, we haven't we haven't talked about last week's game, right? I mean, 
great night for the Packers, beat the Cowboys. And, you know, some, I just think if that's a blip on the radar screen, I mean, it's a lot easier to say now. But the Packers still aren't good. It was just one of those, one of those games. Those things happen sometimes where a bad team beats a good team over the course of a season. And, the, okay, it's going to be something that I'm going to hop on a little bit tonight, not just with this game, that I consider a key to the upset. Everybody, everybody was talking about Christian Watson. They found, they found something now, and he, he caught two touchdown passes last night too. Aaron Rodgers finally guy. This is finally somebody to somewhat replace Devontae Adams. That was the whole theme after the win. To me, the biggest key to the win, and I've said this about other, they boys and they exposed the Cowboys a little bit for the main great runs. I mean, I'm saying, senior, you're breaking up on us Aaron a little Jones bit. I'm sorry. I'm Aaron sorry, Jones senior. You're breaking big... up on us a little bit. Um, oh, man. John. No, re- no, I hear him. Repeat your point, though, senior. Yes. He's good now. Aaron Jones had his biggest night of the year running the ball. And I mm-hmm. think that was the key. And I think they exposed that. And we, when we're talking about the top defenses in football right now, right, and we always talk about the Cowboys defense, one of the best defenses in football, we talk about the Bills defense, one of the best defenses in football. Well, when you're building a great defense in 2022, what are you doing? It's a passing league. What's the key? You've got edge rushers. You put pressure on the quarterback. You've got a great secondary. However, maybe these great defenses are going to have a little trouble stopping the run. If you can figure it out. I think that that happens right there in that game. And, We'll talk about it later, but in the Bills' loss, they the the Vikings ran the hell out of the ball. So there's something to. Yes, I mean, yes, I I I agree to a point. Um, I don't think it was the Vikings' running game that won them that game. But we, we, we could talk. <laughs> uh, somebody threw on a Superman cape, but still, <laughs> we maybe, we could. But yes, I, no, I mean, running back rushing for over a hundred. Um, specifically the Cowboys and, and the Eagles as well. So the Eagles, Washington ran all over the Eagles and handed them an L. So Another John, great defense. Those defenses are designed. They're so good, but they're designed to stop the pass. And when those teams get ahead, they got you. So John. We uh, we talked about it about it briefly, but what were your takeaways from uh, Washington's victory over Philadelphia? Oh well, seniors all over it. Uh, first of all, with the Packers, uh, uh, 39 rushes versus the Cowboys, and and last night only 19, and and it wasn't like they were they were behind a lot. They, you know, there was 14-6. They was always within one score, and uh, especially towards the end, it, it was just gross. They would get that that last possession where they, they could have cut it. They would that sure they were down 10, but. They had like a second or two, and and Rogers just throwing the, these hope passes, just run the ball and move. They, they were able to move the ball, get get the first, just get the first down. Now, on fourth down, he, he just flung one up, and I was like, that that that's that's it, that's game right there. He, he's, it was like he was giving up, uh, you know, getting away from the run. And uh, and yeah, you guys are all over it as far as uh, as far as stopping the run. Uh, uh, Philly, Philly in uh, the Washington game was uh, Philly lost to uh, Davis. Uh, the big mountain who's about 350 pounds. He was out and, and that made a big difference in their uh, defensive Washington just, just ran through him. They, they couldn't stop the run without him. That's why uh, they, they just uh, signed a uh, Sue, you know, just a big uh, capable body to, to, to stick in the middle and help them uh, stop and run. Cause that both, that's how Philly and uh, Dallas uh, in, in their losses, that's how they're getting beat, especially, uh, uh, you know, when they played each other, that's how, that's how Philly exposed Mike, Michael Parsons. You, you run right at him. And, uh, and and you attack him before before he attacks your quarterback, yep. and, and he make, makes your plays. So. Yeah, and that's but, true of that's true of a lot of great pass rushers. But the thing, it, and I, I don't want to I don't want to be alarmist about Philly, right? Based on one game, but it it is a little concerning to me, John. Washington like hadn't been able to run the ball all year. Like it's not like this was a like a even a decent running game coming in coming into this game um and for them to just to i mean they really ran all over the eagles and kept them off the field the whole game like that has to be a little bit of a blueprint for other teams to execute because if the commanders can execute it 
I mean, like even, even this week, as an example, right? The Colts. The Colts have a much, much better running game than the Commanders. If I'm the Colts, I mean, I have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan throws less than 20 passes in this game. That's my path to victory, right? Just, you know, three, three, four yards in a cloud of dust. Keep that high-flying offense off the field. Maybe that's how you beat the Eagles. Yeah, but like I said, the loss of Davis was huge. Uh, he, he's, he might, he's, he's not going to be out for too long, so he'll be back to, to shore up that defense. But also, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. There was a, there was a couple of fluky turnovers that uh, – that the commanders got that that helped them out. I was, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't sound the alarm on Philly. I, I think they're still going to roll towards the division. Uh, there was a couple. Um, yeah, there was a couple once in a lifetime uh, uh, turnovers there that that went the way of, uh, you know, come there. One with the missed call and all that. And so. Quez Watkins getting yeah. uh, getting up and fumbling, yeah. and then the, the um, so senior the at the at the end of the game when Heineke took the took the late hit and then got up and celebrated like he just won. <laughs> <laughs> what the, the Super Bowl is pretty, pretty. He he did a great job. It was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty funny though. Yeah, he's a fiery guy, and obviously, you know, people. Are, I mean, that I don't think it was a bad call. By the way, they called the games. I mean, that was a good call, right? They, 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 I mean, he did try to hold up, but he took three steps after he took his knee. So I think they had to throw that flag. The one that was the the bad call was the missed face mask which resulted in a turnover. I mean, it was a really bad face mask, which resulted in a turnover and also resulted in a in injury. injury. Mm-hmm. Goddard's, Goddard's done yeah. for, for, for at least four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a real, that to me, that's the play of the game right there. It was a turnover at a really key time. And they lost one of the more effective tight ends in the NFL. So we have, they missed that one. My God. So I mentioned it. We have um, this week. Both of these teams are in action. We have Philly. They are going to Indianapolis to <laughs> take on the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. You know the Cowboy likes a good narrative. Oh, come on. So, so Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. I'm going to shit all over your narrative. <laughs> Saturday comes in to Las Vegas and. Jonathan Taylor, first time in you know since week one that he's had a pulse. The team, it, I I know it's tough to measure this stuff, but the, I I like I like it was obviously the right move to go back to Matt Ryan, right? So that was a smart thing, and I felt like the team played hard for him, and then they, you know, they got a W on the road against. I mean, it's a hapless Raiders team, but. It counts for something, right, John? You see the no. post-game, you didn't see the post game speech. He, I mean, he he's a motivational guy. He might be just, you know, how tough is it to coach in the NFL? That's what nah. we're going to say. I'm not not buying any. This this whole situation is horrendous. I'm, I mean, Saturday's a nice guy. Nothing against him, but this this is a uh, Ursa, the owner. Uh, he's the one that told Rake to, you know, the the, the order came from him to, to sit yeah. to sit down uh, Ryan, you know, because. Supposedly, if he gets hurt and he can't play next year, he gets like 29 million. You know, it's all money BS. So, so to do that and, and now to let you know his boy Saturday, who uh, uh, Saturday was offered a lot of uh, coaching positions, assistance, but he didn't want to grind out. He said, no, you know, I want to be with my family and all that. But, but when they give him the the, the big chair, he he says, yeah, you know, over drinks with the boss. This is all uh, buddy buddy. Uh, you know, you know, nepo- not even nepotism, whatever you want to call it. But. Uh, it's highly disgusting. I'm not. I'm not down with any of this. And and, as, and it's not. And it's not against him. I like him on a you know ESPN. He's a good guy and all. And I, and and as we discussed last week, you know, sure anybody would have taken the the thing. But I just don't like it. This is more against Ursa the owner. I don't like that. And I'm not putting too much stock in the game itself. I, I mean Taylor had his best best game, but it was versus the shitty Raiders who uh, uh you know versus a lousy coach who who you guys will be uh, <laughs> have your OC back uh, probably. Uh, Probably after the loser leaves town match, which, which I banned uh, Roger from uh, talking about between him and Hackett. Probably whoever loses that game, the coach will probably be be fired. But yeah, there you but, go. But I don't like the, the how, how that went down with the Colts. So yeah, tonight you know everybody made all oh, a nice story and you know they were all happy and and hugging and la di da. But uh, no, nah, I'm not down with that. And I I think the Eagles are gonna uh, are gonna get right and and put it on them and show them so what, the real, say, what John, the real you, team's about. Yeah. You're picking the Eagles in the game. Eagles by 17. Eagles by 17. <laughs> Senior. Well, I'll first say that, 
you know, it was the first game that uh, Taylor actually got rolling all season. And I, I think the ultimate indictment on the shitty Raiders run defense. <laughs> Taylor has his first game going all year. And Matty Ice has a 39-yard run. <laughs> when Matt Ryan's getting a 39-yard run on you, I don't think I have to say much more about the Raiders. That, that game was more about how bad the Raiders, what a disappointment they are. You know, you remember the beginning of the year when everything was about that division and every every game in that division was going to be must-watch TV. They were all great. Oh, Russ. There's only there's only the one Raiders there's only one there's only yeah, one somebody, decent team in the division. Some of even the experts would pick. You know, they didn't know what order to put the division in, and some of them had the Chiefs in last place. And now that that the division's terrible. It's just terrible. So. Yeah, and they're playing each other this week, those two bottom feeders. But, yeah, nice story and all that. But I think it's more an indictment on the Raiders than it is to say something good about Indy. And I agree with John. I, I can't stand Ursay, so I don't have to say anything about him. But I agree with John. The, the Eagles are going to stomp all over the, the Colts this week. Saturday had his one day of, of fame as a coach. I'm going to pick the Colts Saturday. Keeps, <laughs> Saturday keeps it going. We didn't jinx them. There you go. We didn't jinx the Eagles. Saturday keeps it going. Uh, Jonathan Taylor keeps it going. That's really it, the key to the game. The Eagles, happens, are, the Eagles, much like the fans that Senior talked about about 15 minutes ago, they strike me as front runners. They jump out on you, and then it's over. So I think Washington gave a little bit of a blueprint, right? Punch them in the mouth early. Make them play the whole game. They're going to make mistakes. The Colts are not a great team, but they do have a good run. They do have a good run game. And I'm bu- I'm buying in just a – and I'm going to look like an idiot, I'm sure, for saying this. But that's why we um, – you know, that's why we predict beforehand and not after. You're going to be willing to look like an idiot sometimes. But I do – I the, John, you picked the Colts to go to, to – go to the Super Bowl in the preseason, right? So there, there, there are things to like here. Thanks for the and, reminder, yeah. Thanks for the And I, I do believe that they've rallied around Saturday. And I think the negative media narrative, which, which is accurate, like I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying, but you can definitely see how that can pretty quickly drive an us-against-the-world type of mentality in the locker uh, room if the man. guy's – if the guys like Saturday, which they not, seem to. Not necessarily, though, because you see a lot of guys have defended him. Uh, like, like uh, you know, a lot of talking heads are having their little wars amongst themselves. Like uh, Cower, a couple guys are going to get after, after Cower, uh, you know, who are defending Saturday. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not buying that rally around. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying nothing. I, I will say this. Colts loser, by three. Okay, That's... the loot. I'll make a prediction. The loser of the Broncos Raiders, uh, that coach will get fired, and uh, Mina Kimes is going to take over as the uh, head coach. Uh, <laughs> ESPN. Uh, well, Mina Kimes knows what she's talking about. She's, uh, she's good. I think, yeah. I, I think you're a little influenced. Uh, no, if I listen to her on podcast, she's smart. All right. Yeah. So, but like to your point, I, I see what you're saying there. By like. They not necessarily a head coach like puts like putting Joe Buck <laughs> as the head coach. All right, so we talked briefly about it. Game of the week, game of the season, maybe game of the decade. Great game, great game. Minnesota at Buffalo. Um, what a wild, wild game this was. So Josh Allen plays. I guess minute. I mean, they Buffalo had this game, right? It was really, really crazy the ending of the game. So, you know, Minnesota's the fourth and goal at the one. They sneak. Cousin does doesn't make it. The game's over, right? They don't have enough timeouts to get the ball back. Um, but you know, the but Bills have to run a sneak out of their own end zone to just you know to that's it. Just have to run a sneak out of their own end zone and not lose yards. And they fumble, and Minnesota recovers for a touchdown. So now there's 30 seconds left. The Bills look like they're done. Allen just takes them right down the field. They get a field goal. Minnesota gets a field goal in overtime. And Buffalo driving for the winning touchdown. Allen throws yet another pick in the red zone. All in the middle of that, on the on the drive where, where the Vikings um, got stopped, right, at the one-yard line. Justin Jefferson makes it's 
I said it in the moment before other people said it. I think it's the best catch I've ever seen, given the stakes. Right. That, that's a short list. Like, I think it was better than the Santonio Holmes catch in the Super Bowl. Um, I think it was like a little better than the Tyree catch because of the one hand action. Like it was what an unbelievable game by Jefferson. I mean, he dominated that game from the wide receiver position. Like we've only seen a few guys do um, at the same time. The Vikings kind of showed you why, like you don't believe in them sometimes they, they, sort of tried to give the game away and they've got it back. And um, the real story to me is the bills, right? This is a prohibitive Super Bowl favorite that frankly, that hasn't proven out on the field, right? They've never, they never made the Super Bowl. They are, you know, they make a lot of dumb mistakes for a team that's supposed to be the best team in the NFL. And, you know, now they're six and three. So John, Minnesota, for real, yes or no, I think you have to say yes, right? Buffalo, we all know that they're a good team. Is the bloom off the rose for you as them being kind of the no doubt about it, that first or second at worst best team in the NFL? Because it is for me. Me me too. A lot of what you said about uh, Philly, uh, I'll put on the bills. You punch them in the mouth and and you stick with them. you're you're gonna win the game in the fourth quarter. You know, if you let them if you let them blow you out and, and get ahead a couple scores, you know, in the first or second quarter, then then they'll win run away. But you you keep it close with them, and uh, and it looks like they're gonna choke. Like like first of all that 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 play that amazing catch by Jefferson never should happen. It's fourth down. All the all the defenders gotta do is knock it down. He went for uh, like to try to intercept it. Man. You know, knock it down like Chris Berman used to say. And, and Josh Allen getting a little too cute. It, it's like it's too easy for him that he could score every time. Just check the ball down on that. What was that on the interception? It was like second down. Uh, and he oh, had yeah. the guy, he had the check down wide open uh, to, to get the first down on a 20 yard line. Just get to the 10. Uh, I, I mean, he, he's getting a little loose. Uh, he's Horror. Kind of loose. It was, I mean, that, that interception yeah. was a horrible decision. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. Just like in a week before, which I guess you can excuse him because maybe he was hurting a little with the, against the jets. But uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of terrible throws. He's getting uh, very far of like one. And Favre in his, his first few years, so it, it's almost like it's too easy for him. He could he could run for a first down, and like he could score at will, and uh, and he's trying to make the uh, sensational play every time. Sometimes to just chill, check it down. He's got to learn to throw it out. So that yeah, that and their, their defense got got to shore it up. But, but they gave us so many times. But also, Minnesota wanted to give it back a, a couple times. So I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't you know I, I wouldn't be uh, if I was a better man, I wouldn't be putting too much on the uh, the Bills, although. With the one loss, they're right there with the Eagles for a number one. Uh, you know, they got a good shot at getting a, a one or two seed. But but also, I you know, when it comes to it, I, I would say they'd have a good shot at getting dusted in the, in the first round. Yeah, well, I mean, after after the Colts take care of business this week. Oh my God. <laughs> and then, you know, the Vikings hold serve against the Cowboys at home. They should be in sole possession of first place in the yeah. NFC. Yeah. But I want to hear uh, I want to hear seniors' analysis of uh, Buffalo and where they at, where they're at. Well, they if you look talent wise, all them them being so heavily favored made a lot of sense. But they have a, a few Achilles heels that have come that have come to show. Number one, their run defense is an Achilles heels. The Jets exposed that last week. And I know everybody's talking about Justin Jefferson, but Dalvin Cook rushed for over 100 yards, including what an 89-yard touchdown run. Um, so you could—that's that's an Achilles heel. And, and the other one is their red zone offense. Their offense is great. I remember the Chiefs last year had some of these same problems when they were going through their bad stretch. They'd get to the red zone and they weren't scoring. And Mahomes had to hit that maturation where. He did. He was doing the things that Josh is doing now, trying to yep. do a little too much. Yeah. Always point, going for the big yeah. play. The two high safeties was was beating him because he couldn't be patient. Maybe Josh has to take that one more step of maturation that Mahomes is taking uh, to be the whole package of the quarterback that he can be. I mean, he's he's a maniac too. He had that bad elbow, and you see him try and punch the ball out on that play uh, where he's making a tackle. With with the bad arm, with the bad elbow, and he's still trying to take on tacklers. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Josh is going to have a real long career, but he, I mean, he's great. But yeah, they might 
my assessment of those, if you look at those two teams, I think the Bills in games decided by one score, their last 12, this goes back a number of years, they're like two and 10. So they, they blow teams out because they're so talented. But as John said, if they're in a close game, maybe they don't know how to win it. And this year's Vikings, they're almost all close games and they only have one loss. So although they don't do it that impressively sometimes, and we, we keep saying we're not that impressed, uh, they seem to find a way to win. I mean, this game, yeah. it was a Houdini act. So, I mean, they, they played a good game. I mean, they, 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 they looked bad in some of these other games. I mean, they did try to give but this away win. a little bit at the end, but I mean, to win it, just to be in the game in Buffalo. I mean, they played a really good game. They, they, they're they're yeah, a real yeah, team. A be, I'm not saying they did play a good game in this one. I'm saying when they're in close games, they always win them. Right, like, which they is... They only have one loss this year, and how many of the, those wins were blowouts? The, analy- the analytics guy, seniors, senior, will tell you that has to turn around at one point or another. It's unsustainable. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But the other the other thing that we can conclude from all this now, and, and it's great for, for, for we as fans, there is no super-duper huge favorite to win the Super Bowl right now, right? There's no one team that you can say, oh, they're so head and shoulders over everybody else like we've had in the past a lot of years. Yeah. There's no overwhelming favorite anymore. If it was the Bills, it's not them. I would say the favorite in the AFC now to me would be the Chiefs. And that's not that overwhelming. But they look like the best team in the AFC. Yeah, And, and the, the Eagles so look the, like the best team in the NFC, but it's not that overwhelming either. The Bills, the Bills and the Chiefs are about – The Bills and the Chiefs are about the same odds-wise than the Eagles and then the Vikings. And I'm sorry, then the 49ers. Four teams that are under 10 to one. And you look at other teams like, would it, I know, would it be shocking if the Cowboys stepped forward? With the team we watched last night, Tennessee, they're so solid, you know, they know how to win. Could Cincinnati get it together and make a run like last year? I mean, it's, it's real interesting. There's no super, oh, this team is invincible. No, there's nobody like that. And it's good. I think that's good. Yeah. And Gino, don't forget Gino. There you go. There's the Seahawks. Coming off a tough loss, but there's the Seahawks. All right. So for these teams, we have a um, the Bills get a little bit of a soft touch. Cleveland going to Buffalo, where they're not playing uh, the game in Buffalo because of, because of the thunder snow. This is now a neutral field game in Detroit. Um, we're running, uh, we're running a little long here, so I'm just going to give my pick bills, John. Yeah, definitely bills. Uh, uh, but, uh, it'll just be interesting to see, uh, when Buffalo could get there. I, I don't understand. They, they knew this, um, the six feet of snow was coming. Why didn't they leave earlier uh, to, to go to Detroit? Uh, supposedly they, they're going to be stuck. They're stuck in Buffalo. So it's, well, they, but, they play the lions, right? Like the next week on Thursday night. That's why they're using Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but I'm two saying games in four days in Detroit. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess they just made the decision, uh, so they couldn't get there quick enough. But uh, they they should have they should have went there already, and you know before the before the storm. That's uh, crazy. And senior clean sweep. Yeah, definitely. All right, much more interesting game for the uh, the Vikings. This is one of our games of the week. We have Dallas going to Minnesota. Um, Dallas favored in this game. Very interesting. Dallas favored in this game. So Dallas coming off really a bad loss, which I mean, again, looks even worse after Green Bay immediately reverted back to how they've been playing (laughs) prior to the Dallas game last night. But they lose 31-28 in Green Bay. It was a fun game to watch, but not a good, not a good look. And we talked about it a little bit, but bad look for the Cowboys defense. Not a game they should have lost, but those happen in the NFL. So, John, on paper, right, This uh, the Cowboys' D matches up, I think, pretty well to what Minnesota wants to do, right? Minnesota, they do have a pretty good running game, but they're not like a pound-the-rock kind of team, right? Like, they, they, you know, they have Cook, but they're, at the end of the day, they're, they're trying to get the ball to to Jefferson, right? That's the uh, that's the, the main the main goal of their offense. That should 
in theory, right, be be good for the Cowboys. On the on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys offense should have some success against the Vikings. On paper, I think maybe favor Cowboys a little bit, but it's in Minnesota. They're coming in hot. What do you think? I'm I'm gonna go with them boys, uh, unfortunately, but uh, it, it seems to be a, a recurrent theme uh, of this week. Uh, Dallas is uh, j- just like a lot of the other teams. Uh, if you keep it close against them, uh, yeah, and you just wait for uh, the game to come down to a, like a Mike McCarthy uh, major decision, <laughs> then you, you'll be in good shape. Like like fourth down, Green Bay 35. If 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 you don't trust your kicker nowadays to kick a a 52 yarder, then then why do you have that kicker? You you, you know get yourself a better kick if you don't trust. It. I know it's Green Bay, the cold or whatever, but you got to trust your, your kicker. Instead, he goes for it in a horrific play that wasn't even close. And uh, and that's game right there. You're worried about giving up the, the extra seven yards in field position. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't make it, and Green Bay still drove down for the for the field goal. So, yeah, I don't understand McCarthy. And, and Maher's got the leg. He could have yeah, kicked well, it. Yeah, he's I, a he, good he, kicker. Yeah. He was freaked out by the by the weather. Uh, I guess it was it was very cold that day, but uh, but still, but but then it, it's one of those things where the boys, uh, when they have a bad loss, they usually bounce back. Uh, they usually they usually don't go down twice. And the same thing, Minnesota, not not, not much urgency there with uh, watching Green Bay lose. So they could afford a they could afford a loss here. I, I think the boys are going to bounce back, uh, especially Dak, who uh, is up and down. He he had he had some bad picks and. Uh, and he'll bounce back. He always teases the Cowboys. He's gonna, you know, in one of those great games, and and them boys and the and the fans are gonna be all confident. That's what, that's why we gave him the money. That's why we signed him. And you know, th- that's how Dallas does. They they compete, and eventually they lose. You know, first round, second round, or t- typical Cowboys here, rolling along. Senior. <laughs> yeah, another comment about, and I don't, I know you're the head coach, so you're responsible. You may not be the guy that calls plays, but. The Cowboys, I believe, were ahead by two touchdowns at the end of the third quarter of that game. They were, yes. And and they ran the ball six times in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is where the, the doc, interception yeah. when Cooper Rush was playing quarterback made more sense. You know, like now we got Dak, so we gotta we gotta fling it all over the place. Two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, and you abandoned the run when. Pollard and the run had been very effective up to that point. So, yeah, McCarthy's a garbage coach. (laughs) So, who are you picking? I'm going to pick the Cowboys just on the basis of they just need the game so much more. And, and, you know, Minnesota can afford to lose like like the Cowboys have to. If they don't come in with sense of urgency in this game, then, you know, they they don't want to be taking their fourth loss at this point. That, That would not be good at all. So, just on the fact of they need it more, even though it goes against what I said about if it's a close game, it's going to be hard to picture them winning it when Minnesota pulls out close games and they don't. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys just on a gut feeling that the team that needs the game is going to be play with more urgency and win. You're throwing, you got your fastball working today, senior, with the, just, I don't know, something struck me as funny, the way you just right in the middle of the analysis threw in McCarthy, garbage coach. Uh, <laughs> he is. It's good, it's good stuff. I'm going to take, I am going to take the Vikings, home, home field, home field advantage, I think it's a coin flip game, I think... I, I don't I don't disagree really with the Cowboys picks. I think I think it's a close game, but I'll go I'll go I'll go with the home team who's who's flying high. It's not a prime time cousins, but it is a it is a big four twenty five. Yeah, last week was kind of prime time cousins. <laughs> I mean, it's like but but it's like pri- prime time McCarthy kind of balances uh. that out. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we have a um, couple more games of teams with winning records. We have in a big AFC East battle, especially with what's going on in Buffalo. So the AFC East um, now does look like the best division in football. It's close. The NFC East is very good, too. But those, those are the two best divisions in football. You have the, uh, the, the Finns are in first place, correct? The Finns. Uh, uh, and then... Yes, they are. 
And then we have Buffalo and the Jets at six and three and the Patriots at five and four. The Patriots pointing to that loss against the pitiful Packers at Lambeau Field as the reason they are five and four and not six and three. Got to win that game. But we have a rematch here. The Jets coming into New England. They just played a few weeks ago and the Patriots defense really showed up for that game and really stomped stomped the Jets out. Both teams coming off a bye. Game is in New England. Senior, who do you like here? Fair and balanced. Yeah, well, it's going to come down to which team can stop the run and force the other quarterback to try to beat you. Now, if you look at the game that the, the Pats beat the Jets, every all you hear is how, you know, well, they beat Zach Wilson. He threw three big picks. That was the key to the game. Belichick does, does a job on the kid quarterback. But the key was stopping the run and making Wilson throw the ball. I mean, if you look at his numbers in that game, Wilson threw for over 300 yards. And then the week after, they talk about how masterfully Wilson played against the Bills, and he threw for like 150 yards, but he didn't throw any picks. It's because they were able to run the ball effectively. Um. I mean, that's the formula for for success is to make him throw it. And I'm sure I'm sure the bill, the Jets feel the same way about let's let's make Mac throw it and then put pressure on him. And he's liable to throw some picks, too. So that that is really, really the key to the game. It's it's an an odd stat. But this is what I'm going to predict. And I hope somebody remembers that we look at this next week. Whichever quarterback throws for the most yards loses because he's because the other team's running the ball better. That's the way I see this game. But uh, as I said, three things you can count on: death taxes and the Patriots beating the Jets, going for 14 in a row. Belichick with two weeks to prepare against a young quarterback. All those things point to a Pats victory. So I'm, I'm going with the Pats. All right, John. Well, to, to Senior's point, uh, at the, that game uh, prior, the, the Jets uh, g- gave up on the run uh, too easily. They only ran it uh, 16 times, and uh, I think there's going to be a, a serious uh, a change in the playbook. Uh, I, I think the Jets gonna, are going to pull one out of uh, last year's uh, Buffalo uh, Patriots uh, classic game when uh, what did Mac Jones uh, pass like five or six times? What was the two? Was the low <laughs> no, it was two. It really was. It was oh, two. Two passes. <laughs> Bad yeah. Weather. Yeah. And, and the passes that he did that uh, that they do design will be very safe. Uh, you know, little flares to to, to Barrios and stuff. So I think the the Jets are going to tame it down. And uh, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm I'm just seeing on the old uh, NFL life swagoo a 20 to 17 uh, Jets. Uh, they're going to. They're going to break the uh, unlucky 13 for them and, and finally uh, pull through. Uh, Zach's going to stay away from those, those turnovers and, and, and play a clean game. Thank you, John. I didn't want this one to be a sweep. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no worries. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to go with the Pats. All the reasons Senior said. I just I can't pick Zach Wilson on the road against Belichick. I just can't do it. I think the Jets are, are a pretty good team. I just think this is the worst possible matchup for them. So, Pats, double wow. digits again. So, so the Jets, so if the Jets lose, they'll be in last place. And if they win, they'll be in first place. That's crazy, right? That is, yeah. That is feast of fathom right there. And our last game this week between, uh, between winning teams is uh, Sunday night football. Chiefs at Chargers. If you want to call that a game between two winning teams, we have the... Uh, the Chargers at five and four, the Chiefs at seven and two. The Chiefs looking very good again and uh, dismantling Jacksonville. They really didn't really break a sweat. <laughs> it seemed like, um, <coughs> excuse me, Mahomes playing at a super duper high level, playing playing like the best quarterback in football. Their new toy from the Giants looks to be a difference maker. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman will not play this week, so it is going to be the Tony show. Travis Kelsey on his podcast. This is not, you know, this is not a, this doesn't mean everything, but it, it is the kind of thing you want to hear if you're, hey, if you're a Chiefs yeah, fan. Yeah, Travis yeah, Kelsey, yeah. how'd they let this guy get away? 
you know, we're so like really talking up Tony and he did, he did look good. He looks like a perfect fit for that offense. And John, to be fair, I mean, you got good confidence. The, the Giants received good compensation for him. He wasn't in there. He wasn't in their plans, but he really is a perfect fit for the Chiefs. Um, the Chargers, a team kind of going in the other direction, had a really, real, real good chance to win in San Francisco on um, Sunday night football and just could not do anything at all in the second half. They continue to be plagued by injuries. They do likely get both of their receivers back this week, albeit potentially in a limited capacity as Allen and Williams have both been practicing all week. Um, I think the schedule gods at the beginning of the year had this marked for a potential like Chiefs Rams type of Sunday night football shootout. I don't see that at all with the Chargers uh, offense playing the way it is. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I don't think it'll be particularly close. Senior. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to not pick the Chiefs to win this game. The Chargers are, the Chargers are, they've just had a rough time. Man. They, they, they're still beat up, even if he gets those receivers back. They still... Still got injuries all over and on their defense, too, which is a disaster when you're playing the Chiefs. But the one thing they may have going for them is they're desperate. I mean, they lose this game, and basically the, the season's over at this point. But So I think they're going to show some fight and keep it. I don't see it as a total blowout. I think they'll keep it close. But I think uh, Mahomes will, and that offense will be a little too much in the end. I see it something like... 27-21, Chiefs. All right. I think it's going to be a, a decent, fun game. And John? Uh, I, I hate it. Uh, it's mostly ESPN when they have like, oh, uh, you know, Buffalo had the 99.9% uh, you know, win, win percentage and all those stupid stats. But did you see the one where they had the like the open receiver uh, percentage and that the young joker, Tony, was a uh, – that that was the that was, that was the most wide open a receiver's been since 2016 or something. I don't know what it's for. I can't even believe I'm repeating you know stupid little stupid ESPN, but I just uh, I just got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah, young Joker. Congratulations for getting on the field and making your two catches. It was great. But uh, no, what's I'm with here. what's with the negativity toward Tony? <laughs> Come on, he's just a kid. Yeah, yeah he's, he's an exciting leader. player. He doesn't like to play. I mean, get, get out of the tub. You know, you know now, now you're out of the tub. Congratulations. All right. But uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will go back. I, I, I'll give a, 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 you know, one last gasp for the, for the Chargers to try to save their season. And uh, uh, that, this might be the last game that the Chiefs lose all year. I'll, I'll go with the Chargers and the slight upset. All right. I like it, John. I like it. And so that covers all the games um, between teams, with both teams with a winning record. But we do want to talk about um, the Giants. So the Giants. Oh boy. Se- seven and two. Nice victory against the Texans. They followed the they followed the br- the blueprint, John. Right when you're playing the Texans, no need to get cute. Run Just pound 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 the rock. Barkley, huge game, high rusher for the week at 152 yards, and the Giants continue to get it done. This week we have. Another very winnable game. The schedule gods, John, have been favorable for the Giants here. But we have Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions coming to New York. Um, Goff coming off a big 31-30 come-from-behind victory over the Bears, where Justin Fields is is incredible, but the, the Bears continue to lose. But it was a nice comeback by the Lions. And they, they you know... It seems like every, you know, every third week or so, they look like they have a really good offense. Defense, similar to the Texans. You should be able to get some work done there, John. Any chance you see this as a trap game or a potential loss, or do you think the Giants just keep on rolling? Uh, There's definitely a chance. This is a dangerous game. I mean, come on, look at the teams. Detroit, a couple of those uh, games could have easily went the other way. And and you could be looking at five and four, them, them fighting for the playoffs. And the Giants... You know they got lucky in a couple games. They they could be a five and four. So this, this could be a, and obviously the odds make us see the same thing because it's only a you figure a disparity like that a, a team at home seven to two versus a team on a three and six you figure it'd be a big uh, spread. Uh, it, it's it's sitting at a three right now. So 
So, so they don't know the deal. The Giants uh, barely squeak by. The Lions are dangerous. Uh, Amon St. Brown uh, is, uh, is a dangerous player. The, the Giants gave up a chunk of yardage to Davis Mills, of, of all people, and the, and the Texans. I know most people watching uh, Bills uh, Vikings, but that, that game was never really uh, it was never really easy, even though the Giants led for, for all the way. That game versus Texans wasn't easy. And uh, I, I, I have a bad feeling there's going to be a little slip here. The Giants may be looking ahead to Thanksgiving with a they play the Cowboys, and uh, uh, I think it's going to be a Lions in a, a slight upset. Dangerous. They won two in a row, and uh, they're better than their record. All right, John. As, as per usual, you figure out a way to justify picking against the Giants. So, senior. <laughs> yeah, I see I see it as an, a, a fairly interesting game, too. I mean, the, the, the uh, Lions are, are on a two-game winning streak. Their offense is dangerous. Their defense is terrible. So I'm going to need they, they'll get some points on the board and they do against everybody. And Campbell's a good coach and they rally. They, they play hard for him every week. So I don't think they get blown out by the giants, but I still see the giants with it. I see a huge day for Saquon against the Detroit defense. And I'm going to say 30 to 27 G men in a, in a nice, exciting game. 30. They, they uh, cover the spread. Wow, that's a rough one. See, I don't think we put up thirty all year. Okay. Yeah, I think if the I think if the if the Lions get to twenty seven, I think they win. <laughs> oh, I think you can put up thirty on the giant on the Lions. D. That'll, that'll be the high. Be gonna run wild. That'll be a high. Yeah. I like I like the Giants to kind of win the way that they've been winning, which is defense, and, defense yeah. and ball control, and at the end of the game, you'd rather have you'd rather have Brian Dayball and. Crazy to say it, and Daniel Jones than um, uh, yeah, Jared Goff. I'm not, I'm not down on Campbell yet. Okay. You got to be a little down on Campbell. Nah. nah. All, right. All right. I mean, he's like not not dissimilar from Saturday. I'm just saying. Motivator. All right. All right, guys. So let's take a run down the rest of the games here. We're going to do it quick. Quick hitter style, just to get our picks on the record. I'll go first. Bears at Falcons. Bears. Senior. Last team with the ball wins. It's going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Bears win. John. Yeah, cl- clean sweep on the Bears. Oh, that's a giant red flag. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Panthers at, I mean, we can... You know, we sunk the Eagles last week. You think the Bears can withstand that stink? All right. Panthers at Ravens. 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 Ditto. All right. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Rams at Saints. Oh, God. Change the channel. Not even worth picking. Saints. Saints at home. Yeah. Yeah, I say it's because of the home field. Two terrible teams. Yeah, Cooper Cup's out. Yeah. yeah, they're bad with them. As good as he was, they're bad with them. They're a mess. It might be Wolford again, too. It's an awful game. The Ram- I mean, we've been saying it on here for the last four weeks. The Rams are are, are really, really bad. They're just a yeah. bad team. Before John, did Saints. you pick the Saints? Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it, I don't know. I don't understand how uh, Dalton is still uh, playing. Uh, Dennis Allen just uh, I, I I sung his praises, but he's he's one of those guys. A uh, great defensive coordinator, not a good head coach. Could be a one and done. I mean, yeah. They 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 have better. I mean, and they haven't had like a ton of injuries and stuff. I mean, I know Michael Thomas is there, but they don't. They they're in theory right. Their roster's better than a three and seven roster, and they've just been they've underachieved. Um, the Rams, I think you hit it on the head, Sean, last week. They went all in, yep. and it worked. But now they're in like the, yeah. the like where the Lakers are in the in the NBA portion. Trade, of trading the all those trading all those picks for Ramsey and all that. I finally caught up with them. You picking the Saints, John? Or are you just gonna? Yeah, 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 I'm going the Saints. Saints? Yeah, Saints. All right, McDaniel's at Hackett in the. First coach uh, fired bull. Loser leaves town. Give me Hackett at home. Senior. I'll go with the Raiders. Oh, Don't ask me why. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to win. 
That's true. That's the game. True. It's the somebody has to win game. I'll go with the Raiders. All right, John. I'll go with a tie. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we just call it the no, tie. Broncos. Nah, Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. Not true that somebody has to win. That's true. No, yeah. I mean, I guess it would be a microcosm of those seasons if they made, you know, they made the, the mile high faithful sit through five yeah. quarters of football yeah. and nobody even won the game. Uh, the loser gets Mina Kimes as head coach. <laughs> tie 6-6. Six, six. All right. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Bengals. Senior. Yeah, Bengals. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jen. Nah, it's a, in a walk. Yep. Yeah, revenge for the, because, uh, you know, they actually lost the first game to the Steelers. So Bengals revenge game. Steelers winning streak ends just as quick as the Packers did. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're going to, the, the team that you, that you, all that you hate, like those teams, but you don't, you're not quite as vocal about it because a rider is our last game here. Uh, Niners at Cardinals. Senior. I don't hate. I don't hate them. They just. They're just not good. They. They're just not well coached. Not a good. Just not a good football team. Yeah. I, I, the Forty ers beat them every time. That's Forty ers <laughs> I don't hate them, but let me tell you how bad they suck. <laughs> John. Yeah. It's, I. Yeah. I agree with Senior. Kingsbury is a. It was rough to watch, but uh, I also I saw that you know Murray and McCoy might be out and might be Trace McSorley. Either way, whether it's Murray, whether it's uh, Chase McSorley, whether it's Colt McCoy, Carlson Palmer, or whoever it is, uh, 49ers. Yeah, and you know the 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 tough thing for the Cardinals is the building. I mean, as someone who lived there, the building will be at least like 40% Niners fans, yeah. probably probably more than that. So it's not even a real home game. Um, and also, do you guys did you guys see, see any of the in season hard knocks where Murray and Hopkins had a little beef? And uh... I did not see it. I saw that they released, you yeah. know, you could, their bet their best running back for what seems like no reason. So saving that money. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to pick the Niners as well. Wow. I like I I don't dislike this Cardinals team, but. The injuries will be too much to overcome this week. One of these clean queen sleeps is going to go against us. I wonder which one. Yeah. I mean, I would run, take the the whole bank account over to the Falcons. Yeah, probably that Falcons game is going to burn us. Yeah. Good chance of it, John. Good chance of it, given the given given how or, we've been. All the Rams, Rams, if Dalton plays. All the Rams, if Dalton plays. Yeah. It is Dalton. The Rams yeah. could do it. I mean, it, or, I mean... The fact that the three of us pick the same team in either one of those games is sad because those are real coin flips. I mean, how can you have any confidence? Like, so you look at those, the six teams, Bears, Falcons, Rams, Saints, Raiders, Broncos. How can you have any confidence in any one of those teams to win against anybody? They all suck. Uh, well, yeah, the Bears offense in different ways. In different <laughs> the, ways, the, the Bears offense has been dynamic. Eh? That that's disrespectful. I mean, the Bears did beat a certain team uh, rather handily. Yeah. So, yeah, that is true. I, I think yeah, they, right. I mean, their offense has become fun. Yeah, they, they yeah no, they, they have a good offense. Yeah, now they got to put them right. You know, be what their identity's always been: defense and put a defense together, and they're yeah. going to have something. That's I think the toughest thing is getting the quarterback. They're pretty happy with this year, I think, because, I mean, they traded all their best guys on defense. Like, this is a rebuilding year for them. So the fact that it looks like they hit on fields, that makes the year a success. Next year, a lot of picks and a lot of cap money. They're going to sink it into the defense, and they know they don't they don't got to take a quarterback. So they're, they're in good shape, Timmy. Yes. Yeah, Matt. I agree. All right, gents. That brings us to our conclusion. Excellent, excellent, excellent as always, guys. Um, John Senior, any anything, any parting shots? Any other shows here on the North South Connection you'd want to talk about? Floor is yours. Uh, thank you. We, we we chopped it up enough. Uh, I think the latest on uh, North South Connection is uh, another clotheslines and headlines with our boy Ryan, who uh, who filled in for us here with uh, Mike Rossi and uh, Rocco Martone. Uh, give, give they give a Survivor Series preview. Uh, and uh, a lot, a lot of the latest happenings in the old uh, wrestling WWE world. So, Excellent. good job with the boys. Any parting shots, senior? Yeah, just something uh, I heard today. We, we, we have been copycatted 
by a, a podcast on the CBS Sports Network. I was on the road and I was listening to CBS's Fantasy Football Today podcast. And these, there's three guys and they're obviously all in a different place, kind of like us. And two or three times in the podcast, this dog barked. That one of the, dog, the, dog, the dog was the chief. And uh, they go, oh, and the, chief, the chief agrees with us there. <laughs> and no match for freaking Lilo. I mean, this dog's box was so significant. You know, Lilo box, it's, it's a football fan box. You know, she lets you know she's there. So they're copycatting us, but Lilo's got it all over the team. Very Lilo good, always does it at the Lilo always does it at the appropriate time to, to, to think true. of one of Senior's uh, points. Uh, you know, she, so she reiterates right, when he's back home. All right. So for Senior and for John... I'm the Cowboy. Enjoy football this week, and we will be back for you next week. We're out. Peace.